Welcome to life, the grand adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for us all, we have a God with us for this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make life too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. I'll be reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Happy Easter. This is what it's about. Jesus conquered death. He took our sins upon himself on the cross so that we would not be separated from him anymore. Then he rose as he said he would. Prior to the crucifixion and resurrection, we were separated due to the choices of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We're all born with and we all sin which is why in the book of law, sacrifices were needed to atone for our sins. Jesus served as the forever sacrifice for whatever sins we would ever commit. That's wow. That's crazy. That's amazing to think that 2,000 years ago, he did that for us today. Each gospel has an account of the resurrection of Christ. If you want to look them up, they're found in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 20. And they all tell the magnificent story of his resurrection. I would encourage you to take some time this week and read each version, read each point of view of the resurrection. They all tell the greatest story of triumph in human history. Last week I talked about the crucifixion, how we need to celebrate Easter like Christmas. The best thing I heard today, we're driving home from my in-law's house, is my son said, I am so excited for Easter. A lot of kids enjoy Easter, but they don't just have that anticipation. Both of my kids want to serve on Easter morning. My daughter said she wants to serve so she can reach the people that only come Easter. They want to show Jesus to other people, and that just warms my heart. So we'll be up bright and early at Easter service. We'll be serving. We'll be greeting. She'll be working with kids. It'll be a magnificent morning where we'll be able to celebrate our risen Lord. So at the time of this scripture, Jesus has been dead for two days. 
And then the women come to the tomb. In John's gospel that I read, it only mentions Mary Magdalene by name, but in other versions, it t in other scripture passages, it tells of Martha going with her. I love that they're mentioned in the various gospel texts. And it doesn't just jump to the disciples going to the tomb. In doing this, the truth of the Bible is further shown to me. In biblical times, women were not seen as important as men are. So having women as the center of the most important story of our faith is either foolish or straight up truth. Now, it would be foolish if the goal was to try to get people in, to believe in something in a society where women are seen as lower citizens and make them the key characters and witnesses of Jesus. If you're trying to trick someone, that's just not smart. You don't use the lowliest of low. I wouldn't want to try to convince you to come to church by choosing the most terrible person you can possibly think of or someone you don't think of as important as you. That's a sad state of their society. Women were seen as lower. Or, as I see it, it is more evidence that the Bible is 100% true. These were amazing women. There are so many amazing women in the Bible. The faith of Mary Magdalene, the love of Martha, all of the other women that were there with Jesus, they were at the cross. Jesus' mother was at the cross. Where were the disciples? Only John was there. So the gospels, they had to tell the truth because they are the truth. And if that is how it happened, then there's no need to lie or hide any aspect of the resurrection story from the reader. And that is amazing. That makes the Bible so much more certain. But to, today I want to focus on one particular aspect of the story. It, it, it comes from John 20, verses 3 through 4, where it says, So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Now, I, I wish I could claim this idea as my own, but my pastor at my past church, who's now Bishop Tom Berlin, um, did a moving sermon once where he said, If you stand at the cross, you run to the tomb. That's really stuck with me over the years. And it's what I want you to think about and I want to share with you today. Before I get into the story, a note that was pointed out as well as part of sermons over the years is you notice it said both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter. So either John was in peak physical condition or I heard it was sort of like John's dig that Peter might have been a little chubby and a little slow when they got there. But if you also look, John stopped. Peter went into the tomb. Just a little interesting side note there. So John was the only disciple, as I mentioned earlier, at the physical cross. He saw Jesus breathe his last breath. He was tasked with caring for Jesus' mother. He saw the death of his Lord, who he thought was going to save the world. John, along with the others, still didn't truly understand what happened. But when Mary Magdalene came to him, he ran to the tomb 
and verse 8 finishes by saying that he saw and believed. He believed. Man, I wish we could have seen that. It would make faith even more amazing. He knew that it was Jesus' face cloth, and he was alive. All of us, including Peter, who was embarrassed by his denial of Jesus, are at the foot of, a, of the metaphorical cross. He, too, ran with John to the tomb upon hearing Mary say the body was gone. Both ran to the tomb from a position at the foot of the cross. They probably ran with a little bit of curiosity, fear. I want to believe they ran with hope. Jesus was dead. Why would you run to see a missing dead body? Unless there was something in you, a hope that you want to get there. They were excited and they ran. We're just like them. We're broken as both of, both of them were. Spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Just imagine what they went through. This man that they had spent years with, that they heard say amazing truths, do amazing miracles, was dead. But there was something that they had that we have inside of us. Hope. And that hope for all of us is Jesus. When he is there, we run to him. We want to see him. They wanted to see him. They wanted to be in his presence one more time. They wanted to see and know that he wasn't dead. When they got there, they went into the tomb and saw the linens folded and his face cloth lying there separate. It had to be bloodied from the abuse he took. Being there for two days, it's believed that the face cloth had the image of Jesus' face on there due to the stains. But there's still confusion in their minds. It says that John believed. But in verse 9, it says that they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. That's the key word. They didn't say he had to rise from the dead. They might have assumed, hey, he's gonna, maybe if they, he's going to just go up. Some of them, Judas seemed to think that he was going to rise and take over the land. But we, as we heard earlier in verse 8, John believed. But the humanity in him wanted to see Jesus, not the cloth, wanted to understand better what was going on. We look back and go, how can they not get it after all they've witnessed? I bet they would look forward to us in our cush lives without the first century struggles and think how can they not get it after all he's done for them we have the spirit they didn't but i think we would both agree that each of us has a general idea but we need to step back believe and follow the only one our only savior and that's Jesus. It's quite simple. Jesus did so much for us. All he asks is that we believe. When we do that, we will get it. He later appeared to the disciples. 
And then he spoke with them. He talked with them. He had a great conversation with, with Peter. And then he went up to, ev to heaven. And they, they got it. They followed him to the point that all of them were tortured. And all of them but John were murdered. Not for lack of trying was John not murdered, but they were all murdered for following and continuing to follow Jesus' truth. More evidence that the Bible is true, the tortures they went through, the types of brutal murders that were done to those men. They would not have done that if they had not witnessed what happened to Jesus, witnessed what he did. They might have been in those last minutes going, ah, just kidding, don't hang me upside down on the cross. No, don't chop off my head. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no, they took it to their death because his power was that strong in them. Their faith was that strong in them. They saw, they believed. Even Thomas put his hands in the holes. And they saw him ascend to heaven. So friends, it's that simple. Jesus resurrected. It's Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We need to run to the tomb to see our resurrected Lord. Death could not conquer him. He resurrected. He is alive. Now we are truly alive because he lives in us. That's what Easter is all about. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for resurrecting. Thank you for taking our sins upon yourself. That is love. That is the ultimate sacrifice. Love that we don't deserve is grace. It is amazing power to know that you loved us so much. You went up on that cross. You took the torture, the beating, the embarrassment for us. Jesus died. But death could not conquer him. Death could not keep him down. He defeated death as he defeats all evil. Sin is not unconquerable anymore. We don't have to sacrifice. He was our sacrifice. All we have to do is believe and give you our faith. Thank you for the Holy Spirit which you sent down to us. Help us this Easter to really, just really stop and focus on your resurrection. Focus on the love that you show to us through this entire story, this entire sacrifice, this entire love story known as the Bible, known as the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us to share it with someone. Help us to live this, not just on Easter Sunday, not just after a big meal on Easter, not after we get Easter baskets or pick up eggs or go to church. Help us to make that part of our life. Make Jesus our life. Help us to share that with our friends, our family, our kids, our wives. Help them to see you through us. And our actions will show that. Help us to be your light on the hill in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week I challenge you. Don't make Easter just Easter Sunday. Make it part of your life. Is Jesus' resurrection seen in the way you live? 
Do they see the glow on you that I am sure people saw on the disciples after they saw their resurrected Lord? If they do, man, the kingdom is going to grow and it's going to be a wonderful Easter year. So as a closeout, I just want to thank my partners on Kingdom Praise Radio. I love being part of the Kingdom Praise family. If you don't, if you listen to me on the podcast station, listen to www.kingdompraiseradio.com. They have amazing music. My, I always say my son calls it the music of angels, and they are growing their podcast family there as well. I premiere every Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. Central or 8.30 Eastern. If listening to Kingdom Praise, check out my podcast site. Regardless of how you listen, keep in touch with me. I would love to get an email. It's that simple podcast at gmail.com. Or go to Facebook. It's that simple podcast. Just pop me a question. Just say, hey, Adam, how you doing? I would love to just have conversation. That's what I enjoy. That's why I podcast. I just love to talk to people. Also, in, in a link on my page, you'll see I have a partnership with a sponsorship called Anchor Music Apparel. Awesome t-shirts. I'm actually wearing two of them right now as I record. I bought one especially for I bought one especially for Easter, which I love. It says faith is on the rise and it's got a picture of the crosses on the hill. It's an awesome shirt. Uh, a link is in the podcast links. It's on my Facebook page. If you can't find it, just hit me up. I'll send it to you. If you type in the, co- the code, it's that simple. You get 15% off. And the cool thing is I'm not trying to make money. I do get commission from them, but I want that commission to go directly into the kingdom. Zero dollars will I make from any commission there. I just think the clothes are really cool. My whole family has some. I took a new picture today with the one shirt and popped it on my Facebook page. But no matter how you connect, I want to hear from you because I know we all get together that this his kingdom is going to grow and it's going to be amazing. Have a wonderful week. Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. God bless.